Happy Friday, beautiful people. Happy Friday. We made it through another week together. Look at us. We're doing the damn thing. If you tuned in around nine o'clock, it's me, Babs Rolls Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk on 103.5 WNHH. 103.5. We're live streaming on the New Haven Independent, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, wherever Harry has us. Uh, so I'm so glad you tuned in. I'm always amazed at the people who listen to me. I, I was in a meeting last night and someone, and someone who I don't know, but no, no, what listens to me, shout out uh, to that brother. But I was just like, oh, <laughs> you you think I'd be better at this, but I'm not. <laughs> so thanks to the folks who tune in. I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you greatly. Last night we had I had class. You know, I'm in the I'm in the uh, uh, black and law class, black and the law class in Sinclair Community College in Ohio. This is the book we are reading from, working from. And it is, it is probably one of the most powerful books I've ever read because I'm, I'm just always, uh, I'm just blown away by what, what I knew but didn't know deeply. Ugh. So last night, uh, we, we departed from the book and went straight KKK and, and what that looked like. And uh, it was a two-part class, um, you know, starts at five, and they start sharp at 530. Uh, and then... There was a seven o'clock class. I couldn't make the seven o'clock class because I, I, uh, I just joined another board. And uh, I know before people look at me side eye, um, I care about this. I care about the issue of solitary confinement in the state of Connecticut very much. And I know the people that are working on this issue and have been working on this issue for quite some time. And so when they asked me if I could help and lend my voice, I said, I, how am I, I going to say no to that? You know, I say no to a lot of stuff. Let me tell you, I'm not one of these people. I just keep doing stuff to be doing it. No, I'm I'm very clear about saying no. No is a complete sentence. I learned it early in my life, so I don't have a problem with that. But but there are moments in our lives when we are called to things that we just cannot say no to. That is bigger than than our busyness. So, um, the 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 folks who are are working on trying to eradicate solitary confinement in Connecticut, um, created a board. They have a, they have a working uh, uh, a group, but they needed a board. And so I, they asked if I would join it. And I said, yes, I've got a particular set of skills that could be useful. <laughs> I, I sound like, I sound like Liam Neeson <laughs> and take it. I've got a particular set of skills that you might find useful. <laughs> so, um, so I joined this board so that I could help eradicate this practice in our state. And uh, and it's some heavy hitters on the board, which is really good. You know, it's a Barbara Fair, um, Ann Mazzaro, um, a couple other people have been appointed by the governor to the board, which is really good. Like Scott Simple, high five, Scott Simple. We get to work together finally. You know, I've been I've been wanting Scott Simple to be governor forever. <laughs> he won't though. He won't though. Cause he's like, mm, bass. I'm not putting that. I'm not putting that straight jacket back on. <laughs> so anyway, um, so there's a bunch of people, Robert Porter, a bunch of people who are on this committee. 
and they needed a board, so they created a board. And so I'm going to try to steer it as best I can. And by steer it, I mean just create a structure from which for, for which they can operate from. I just need to help them create a structure so that they can operate from, so they can do the work that they need to do. That's that's all I want to do. And uh, I've got a particular skill set that I could help do that. Um, they they are the real superstars in this thing, not me. I'm just I'm just somebody that can help build the foundation of their board so that they can do the work that they are called to do around eradicating um, solitary confinement in Connecticut's prisons. I'm here for it. So, so anyway, that, so, so I say that to say, what was I talking about? Um, I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. I got, got so, I got so far off. Sometimes you can wander so far off track, can't get back. (laughs) I just went way, way in another direction. And I'm good for doing that. Like, cause I know how to, I know how to string it back around, but um, so so that's what I was doing last night. But I I, I left class class last night. You know, we talked about the KKK and the Klan and and their code. They had a whole. I had no idea the depth to which they had ran this organization or run this organization. You know, they had code, shorthand, secret language. Oh gosh, they kept a running list of people who was in their midst it's just uh and then and then the language that was in textbooks in the 1920s all the way up to the 1970s language about them that they wrote and had put in books all over this country making them out to be you know not you know terrorists (laughs) but still not being able to contain themselves for their hatred of blacks jews and uh you know, Latino people and Protestants, you know. I mean, not Protestants, Catholics. So, so you know, history is good for everybody because I think uh, white people need to know that some of them wasn't always white people. <laughs> you know, the Irish, <laughs> all the Irish, Jewish, all the other people. Y'all wasn't white people to in recent history. Before that, y'all were persona non grata too. You know. So y'all just became white people. <laughs> oh Lord. So um, but anyway, I had to dip out. Uh, it's just a lot to handle that stuff, man. Like, I, I don't know how these historians who make their life studying this this level of hatred in history, it would break my, it would break my, I mean, it, it crushes me now. And I don't, I, I'm doing it because I want to learn. Oh, jeez. The hatred, man, is thick, thick with white people. <laughs> it's just, I you know, maybe white people should just go back to their origins. Maybe that might be the answer. <laughs> Since they find it, since they find America distasteful with because so many people come here, maybe they should go back to their origin countries where it's purely, you know, purely white, except Africans are everywhere in the world now, baby. So I and you know how Africans are everywhere in the world? Because y'all made that so. If y'all wasn't over there messing with Africans and stealing and buying and selling Africans. Africans would be way further along on the uh, 
on the development side with, without any uh, any uh, any uh, agitation from white folks. But no, no. So you still you still you do centuries worth of stealing people from their lands. You bring them to your lands, and then you get mad when it becomes out of fashion, like you know, illegal. And then you get mad because these people were here. <laughs> I'm like, they're here because you brought them here. <laughs> oh, God. I, the irony of that is just stunning to me. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so it, it was a lot for me to take in last night. I just, I just like, oh, I can't take much more of this. Um, uh, but I but I press on. But I, I'm sorry I didn't miss, I missed the 7 o'clock class because they were showing a film, which I'm, you know, I, I get it. Uh, but it was important for me to be in this meeting and I was, and um, we're going to lay some groundwork and, you know, we're going to do all the things. So, uh, so yeah, so that was, that was last night. It's Friday. I got to go get my nails done because they look like I work in a coal mine and, and I don't. So there's no reason for them to look like this. So I go see Sammy, get my nails done. And, uh, and then tomorrow we take the LSAT diagnostic. We'll see. We'll see. Ooh. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh uh-uh. uh. What? <laughs> um, so you know, I'm planning my trip to uh Marrakesh and uh you know the economy. Ooh, Lord. So maybe they have a, so, so I'm planning my 60th birthday in Marrakesh in Morocco. And so we're working on the airline. And so the economy seats are one price. If you bump up to business class, it's another price. It is, it is so much more like almost out of reach. So I'm going to ask if they have a premium economy. I know it's my birthday and I should be able to pay, but uh, I don't know. Because I I don't know if I want to pay that kind of money, but uh, my sister will decide, I guess. Somebody wants to pay for me. I don't know. I got somebody who wants to pay, pay the difference, which wouldn't be too bad. You know. Which wouldn't which which wouldn't be a bad thing. I might I might have to consider that. You know, like listen, premium. This is this. I can pay this. Would you like to pay the difference <laughs> for my birthday? We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <sighs> That's neither here nor there because it's Friday. And we're in the elm, and the weather is going to be like yesterday. It was gorgeous. Although tomorrow it turns back. It won't even get to 60 degrees tomorrow. <sighs> That's all right, because you know what I said? I was going to embrace, I was going to embrace the uh the season. So I'm embracing the season. I'm not, I'm not going to uh I'm not gonna whine about the seasons. So I was catching some of Good Morning America today and I saw the scroll and it said they, they think they have enough, they have enough, um, they have enough uh, to uh, 
charge Hunter Biden with a crime, I guess. I mean, they're not going to let that go. I mean, they just was, they, they won't rest until they deal with that because they just can't stand it. I mean, they already, they already got their heads handed to them over the Hillary Clinton emails. So I don't know, you know, I, I can't concern myself with rich, rich white people. I'm going to let them handle it. That's their life. <laughs> Your father's the president of the United States. They might be able to, uh, they might be able to do something. So uh, I'm looking at the New Haven Independent. And uh, I guess there's an article the lovely and talented Maya McFadden wrote on the Hill pushes back on new 194 apartment plan. Where are they planning on putting this? On Davenport? Oh my God, a 2000 a month affordable for a child to get started? Who? $2,000 a month apartment? Who can afford that? New Haven. Come on now. That is just, that is a level of crazy. I don't, we are becoming just a city of apartments, you know. So they expected to rent for $2,000 to $2,300 a month. Oh my God, that's outrageous. So 5% of those new apartments or 10 units will be reserved at below market rent for low income tenants, making no more than 50% of the area median income, which calculates to about 56,300 for a family of four. The rest of the units Wait, how many units in total? <laughs> That's, oh, <laughs> 194 units. <laughs> so 194 units, luxury apartment complex. And <laughs> 10 of them. Five percent, ten of them are going to be low, low, low income. I guess below market rent. So if your rent is two thousand twenty three hundred, what is below market? Eighteen hundred, sixteen hundred, twelve hundred. What is below market? Eight hundred. I don't. <laughs> Oh Lord! I okay. New Haven, we're becoming a developer's paradise for building on lots. I, I don't know what we're doing. I really, I don't like this vision. And please, I don't want to hear anybody whine to me about where we could do. do, 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 do. We are becoming a box city. I don't. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. So these California developers want to build this, I guess, on Davin, over there by Davenport and Congress, which will change the look of the neighborhood, of course. Whenever you put luxury things, it's going to change the look of the, the neighborhood. And I, and I was I would imagine that the hospital people, and I don't mean the workers, I mean the administrative people, doctors and such, would probably like to live closer to work. Or something. I mean, who are they building this to? So, um, 
I, I'm imagining that they will have to displace some people, right? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I I'm glad that we. Li- I'm glad I live in a community where people step up and raise their voices. Miguel Pittman, Miss Monk, um, Pamela Monk Kelly, and a bunch of other people. Um, so it will have. Uh, uh, have a pedestrian entrance to the building will be located on Congress Avenue. The first floor of the building will be amenity spaces, fitness center, a lounge, yoga flex space, and a lobby. A bike storage room, a leasing office, and a mail package storage room. They'll have 11,000 square foot interior courtyard. It will house 73 studio apartments, 88 one-bedroom apartments, 25 two-bedroom apartments, and eight three-bedroom apartments. Um, What is below market rent again? I'm just trying to, I'm just curious. What do they think below market rent is? So, um, uh, $2,000 rent or 2300 depending on your apartment, or more depending on what you get. Um, I, I, this is tough. I, these are tough conversations, and I'm glad the community showed up and sort of said whatever, because I think um, we got to have some pushback on that, because that's the only way you're going to get to... Uh, that's the only way you're going to get to um, some kind of agreement about to include low-income housing. Housing, we there's no question housing is needed. There's no no one questions that. No one. Everyone say we need housing. Now, where it gets sticky and gets crazy is what kind of housing. So the minute that you attach luxury to it, you already know that's going to shut out folks. Like that's a given. The minute you put luxury in front of it, luxury housing, then you already know it's going to be out of people's range. And they no, and no one wants to make housing for poor people except um, the housing authority which has done a great job of doing mixed income housing um, for people, which has done a really good job. Good looking properties, nice properties, and uh, um, changing the look of what public low income housing could look like, you know, but that's not a lucrative investment. That's not lucrative. Not when you could build luxury apartments that command between two and four thousand dollars a month in rent in locations where you know before was was deemed the worst of the worst but you build some luxury they take care of the properties look nice it changes the look of the scope of the neighborhood people want to live there they people want that urban environment without the urban environment so this is going to be interesting I'm I am fascinated by this uh 
uh, by how the city is looking in the last several years with apartments going up. You know, you drive down Olive over there, up Upper Chapel over by Olive. It's a whole damn city over there. Freaks me out. <laughs> Every time I drive over there, I was like, what the hell is this? I mean, it, and it wraps all the way around. And they're building more over there. I don't, I don't know what to make of it. I, I just feel like, you know, the, the, and, and, it, and, these, and they all look like boxes on top of boxes. You know, it doesn't have any charm or grace or anything. I mean, they look contemporary, yes. And they're clean looking, yes. But, you know, we've become such a box. We've become such a city of a box. These little box apartments everywhere, 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 everywhere. So I don't know. I, I just hope people keep pressing, keep pressing and and bring these people to, to the table. And I mean, 5% of a below market. Like, what does below market mean? What does that mean? If the rent is $2,000. Below market could mean eighteen hundred. It could mean fifteen hundred. It could mean twelve hundred. But you only got ten units, and ten units of what? How do you break that down? Is it one studio apartment and three one bedroom apartment and two one bedroom apartments and 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 the rest three bedroom apartments? Like, how do you? How do you do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you, what's the offer? Is It's just the studio apartment's going to be um, the low market rent or, or whoever shows up and meets the qualifications gets to choose and say, you know what? I need a three bedroom. This is what it is. I got all my documentation. I have to pay. pay. And how long can they pay below market rent? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just I have so many questions. <laughs> I know it's just it's just one fight after another in this city. One fight after another. God bless them. I just feel like that's just it's just just so much. But you know, you got the right people on this. Like, I mean, Miguel Pittman is strong. You know, he has a business, his parents lived there. I remember I mean I knew Miguel when he was kids. I mean, he knows that community. That's his community. He has a business, a flourishing business over there. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, they, they, want, they want more, more affordable housing. And, and that's right. And, and then 20 of them are going to be accessible, right? So that all kinds of people could live there. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you know, uh, people talking about how they live in slum housing. And, uh, you know, Valerie, Valerie, well, Valerie Boyd, uh, her 23-year-old daughter recently moved out to a Hollock Avenue apartment and paying $850 a month. She lives in a slum house. That would break my heart. And I I know what it is I know what it's like I know how hard it is to to find good housing. Believe me, 
when I moved out of my house in Bellevue and I was looking all over the city for housing and I knew what kind of housing I wanted. I wasn't going to take any old thing. Right. And I had a particular budget and it was challenging because I didn't want my whole, whatever little bit of money I made, I didn't want to have to pay rent and then try to eat too and have lights and have, you know, enjoy the things. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God I lucked into this apartment. Just, I'm just grateful because it's challenging out there. And I looked at one of the box apartments and I could have gotten one, but the rent was just higher than I wanted to pay. And I thought, oh boy, (laughs) just higher than what I wanted to pay, you know, and I'm aging, right? So, you know, it's not like I'm young. These young people, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they're going to do it, you know, without a roommate situation. So, um, yeah, there was a teen conference, too, the other day, um, uh, hosted by somebody hosted a teen conference. It's up on the name of Independent. I, I meant to look at it earlier, uh, which is a good idea. I think they should always keep talking to young people and bring them together. Uh, it was a conversation led by New Haven Assistant Police Chief Bertram um, Etienne and Detective um, Black Joseph and Officer Tyler Evans at the New Haven Public Schools, the second annual Black and Brown Male Empowerment Conference. And so they had about 200 teens. And, I, you know, of that 200 teens, so many didn't hear it. I know some heard it, though, because they had some heavy hitters, you know, um, um, June Boy Outlaw was there, Kermit Carolina. I mean, people who work with young people on a regular basis, you know, who who don't just show up for photo ops, but actually hands on, um, hands on stuff. So the conference was held, uh, hosted by the New Haven Public School in partnership with Southern Connecticut State University on the college campus for the entire day Tuesday. So, and I think that's a good idea too. Like you need to, you need to be on a college campus to feel what a college campus is like. And I know there are kids who are from this city and never been on nobody's campus. And we are surrounded by campuses, Yale, Southern, Albertus, UNH, you know, Gateway. We still have young people who have never been on anybody's college campus. So the fact that they hosted it on the campus, I think it was a big deal. Um, so uh, so, you know, there was some some truth telling, some storytelling, um, some sharing of stuff. And, um, and I ho- hopefully they fed these kids well. <laughs> but that's a big deal, you know. And I guess the order of the day was to, you know, stay around the right people, you know. And we have to be careful about that, you know, because loyalties are loyalties. You grow, you grow with somebody in your hood and they go a different path than you, but you're still connected to them. So you have to, we have to get our kids to sort of say, yes, we understand the friendships, but we also understand um, that birds that if they get caught up, you get caught up and you don't want to get caught up, even though you're, they're your friends. And we have to sort of empower kids to sort of say, to make, to, 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 to figure out how to be friends with their friends, but not get into trouble with their friends. See, that's where it gets dicey for kids. 
And Harry and I talk about this all the time, you know, because Harry's one of those kids. He would, he would, uh, he would walk away. He was like, you know what? No, I can't do that. I'll do some stuff. I can't do that stuff. And if you need me, I got your back. He was that kid. And, and that's okay. Um, we got we to gotta empower kids to sort of say, I, listen, because sometimes kids need those friends who do all the things that we tell our kids not to do. You, you, you got to have friends on both sides of things. Makes you well-rounded. But, you gotta, but they got to understand, if you drive the getaway car or if you in the getaway car, you're going down too. That's the reality of that. So just be thoughtful and mindful about you know, we all saw boys in the hood. He got in the car. His friends was like, don't get out the car. <laughs> you you get out the car. So your friends will tell you to get the, get your ass out the car. You know, seriously, your friends, your good friends, because they know what they are and they know what you are. And they know they know what their life is about and they know what your life is about. And good friends will put you out of harm's way. Like, take your ass home. You can't do this. Or whatever we about to do, you can't do. We know you're down, but you ain't down. So go ahead on, you know. I'm just saying um, that that's pretty. Uh, we we gotta have we gotta start having different conversations with kids. It's not enough to say stay away from the bad kids. What does that mean? No kid is a bad kid. They just misdirected. Now, yes, there's some hell defying kids out there. Don't get me wrong, but I think the message can't be us then we separating kids out well you're a good kid you're not a good kid no they're all youth at risk every last one of them are youth at risk so we have to address them like that I, it took me a long time to figure that part out it took me a while it took me a minute to figure out um listen they're gonna have friends just like i have friends i had questionable friends too hella questionable friends <laughs> Uh, and listen, they weren't bad people. They weren't, they just, they were a product of their circumstances. They were a product of what was happening at their house. They were a product of neglect and all these kinds of things. So, so we can't, we can't, we can't segregate. We don't want to, if you got a friend who comes from a crazy house and they doing crazy stuff, you're going to be their friend. You came up together, or if you came up together with people from second grade, kindergarten, eighth grade, high school, you can't divorce yourself of them. You can't be like, uh, I, I don't dig you, I, I, you know, whatever. We have to train our kids to sort of say, listen, that's my boy. I don't like what my boy's doing. Sometimes I have opportunity to say to him, yo, man, I don't want to do that, or you shouldn't be doing that, you know. But it doesn't, I don't sever my friendship. Y'all watch The Wire and all these shows. You see how it plays out? Some of these kids know what their life is. And it's sad. But that's what it is. So we got to intervene at different points. There's so many other points. So many other points. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want kids hanging with gangbangers and kids who get in trouble and all, blah, 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 all that. But. It's easier said than done because some of these kids have come up together. And when you come up together with your boys and y'all seen stuff together, you've done stuff together, 
and you played around together and you shared stuff together, that's a tough bond to break. And we don't want to be breaking bonds like that. What we want to do is to have people make good decisions. And everybody's got friends. At least if you don't got friends who are questionable, do you know what I mean? Like, when you, remember, remember Starsky and Hutch? They had a friend, Huggy, Huggy Bear, the pimp. That was their friend. <laughs> it was, and he wasn't an informant. To, I mean, they knew he had that. They, every now and again, they had to run him in for prostitution, for being a pimp. But he was their friend, and he dropped wisdom on them. <laughs> they didn't get down with him. They just, hey, this is what it is. Everybody's got those friends. We, and kids, and kids, it's hard for kids to sort of see that. And, when, and we, put kids, we put kids in a position to sort of say, I'm better than you. Then that's, that's not what we want to do. We don't want to do that. Yes, we want kids to make the decisions. Yes, we want them to hang with people who care about them and have their back. Hey, pig. <laughs> but at the same time, we can't, if they got bonds with people, we have to figure out a way to get them to see um, that, yes, you can be friends with people, but you can't hang with people. That's what, that's the point that I'm making. You can be friends, but you can't hang, you know, or you can't hang on the regular. Because if they're up to no good and you know they're up to no good, you can't be up to no good with them. And that's a tough, that's a tough message. Because I remember when my, my kids and, you know, and, 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 and they went down that road and went down that road and, and paid heavy prices for it. You know, because you can't, you don't really listen to your parents sometimes. You just think, oh, you don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm friends. I had friends who was doing dangerous, very dangerous things. <laughs> I have friends who was doing very, very dangerous things. And what do you do? You're not going to, I mean, you know what they're doing. And you just like, you just try to stay out of harm's way. And I did. I stayed out of harm's way. I did. I really did. And uh, I, was, I was down with them, but I wasn't down with them. I knew them, but I wasn't with them, you know, so anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. We just got to do a better job, but I'm glad that, you know, people are still inclined to talk to young people about, you know, choices and what they're doing. And, uh, and we have to do more of that. We really do have to do more of that, uh, but not, but not talk at them, share with them share with them what it was like for us when we were that age. Because I think, you know, we we don't do enough of that. We just don't do enough of that. And uh, and I think, you know, respectability. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you think I want to tell my kids all the foolish things that I've done? No. But I could get adjacent. I could get around some of it. I could get to some of it. I, I could get to some of it. You know, I can but not all of it because some of it is a little wild. And, you know, you, there's, there's, a, there's a modicum of respect that you want your kids to have for you. I get it. You know, I mean, I don't have no problem telling my kids, yeah, I, when, I was, when I was a teenager, my, my friends and I, we, we got high, we smoked pot. Not often, not the way these kids smoke now. These kids smoke all day, every day, up and down the street. 
we put our little money together maybe maybe every two weeks and get a, a little a dime bag and we all just puff 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 because money was hard to get so we, <laughs> we just knew we was doing something <laughs> like a gazillion girls buying a dime bag you know, somebody knew how to, somebody would get the album, roll, you know, roll, get the seeds. I mean, it was a whole thing. And then roll, roll some joints and we'd be on our way. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And that was that. You know, these kids, they smoke all day, every day. So, uh, I'm all right, though. Some of my friends didn't make it out all right. And uh, and that's every parent's fear. You know, I don't care. I don't care if you're a parent in East Rock or a parent in the Hill or New Hallville or Westville or wherever the hell you are. I don't care. There is a there is that fear always when you are raising kids, particularly black and brown kids of, you know, of a fear of what could happen to them, you know, whether it's uh, their peers or the police or randomness or racism or whatever it is, there's this overarching fear. And you think, oh, if I could get to get them to the next milestone and the next milestone and the next milestone, you know, and then they can maneuver on their own, that they can walk the world on their own. And even when they do that, you still worry. You still have a fear, you know, at the back of your mind, it's, it's still a fear, you know, because any minute somebody, somebody's always gunning for somebody black. It's always a target, always a target. Um, and it's a, it's a heavy weight. And we, you know, we as parents of color, black parents, we, um, we come to make the way part of our everyday practical lives. We do. And that's a huge stress. So, but anyway, um, I'm glad that there are organizations out there still wanting to engage young people and have not, um, have not lost hope, you know. Uh, can I just tell you, Georgia, if y'all vote Herschel Walker into office, <laughs> I hope you all are clowned for your all your days because he is a level of stupid I've not seen in a very long time. And the fact that these white folks would put their money on his behalf because they want that level of stupidity because he, because then he's a puppet. He's going to do what they say. He's not going to be a lone thinker out there. He's going to get in lockstep. And he's going to push, he's going to push the agenda that they tell him to push. I mean, he's not bright. He's not bright. He's not well-read and he's not well-spoken. And they know that. They know that. They know that. And that's the kind of black person that they like. And if people don't see that, shame on them. And if uh, 
And if they, and if Georgia doesn't rise up and vote vote for Warnack and Stacey Abrams, God help. I don't, I don't even know what you're doing. I don't even know. I don't even know. Because this, he's just ridiculous. And I just, every time I hear him talk or see him talk, I'm just thinking, you know, it just, it just chills me. It just chills my blood. Like, ugh. Like, what is happening here? Ah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that here. I'm gonna leave that right here. I'm gonna follow along. I send my little, what do I send? Five dollars. I send five dollars a month to the Abrams campaign. I haven't taken out of my five dollars. That's all I could do. I've been doing this ever since she announced. So I'm I'm probably getting ready to hit some levels at some point. But that's all I could do, and I'm happy to do it because I believe in her. And, and, you know, when you believe in a candidate, you got to, you know, at that level, I mean, I'm not, my, my track record of giving the candidates in my own state is a little light, um, is a little light. And that's on me, you know, because I could, I could figure out some donations, but, you know, it's a little challenging, particularly when you don't have a lot of money. Uh, and particularly when I'm, trying to support organizations that I care deeply about, you know, like Common Ground. You know, I try to send a little money to them. And, I, and that, when I tell you a little bit of money, I mean a little bit of money because it's, 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 it helps no matter what the amount is. It helps. I do it with Common Ground. I do it with Planned Parenthood. I do it with uh, Long Wharf Theater. And I do it with Arts Council. Those are the, those, those four right there get, get some of my money. And, I, and when I tell you I don't have a lot of money, I, I'm not playing. So, you know, $10 here, $16 there, $20 there. That's, that's about where I'm at. But I, I'm consistently giving that, right? That's my, that's my commitment. That's the best that I could do. I do it. You know, that's the best that I could do. And, and it don't have to be enough. But if everybody was consistent like that, right, then we could really do some lifting up of people, you know, some some lifting up of people. And uh, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with that. It is uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And there's a whole lot of breast opportunities for you to get your breast uh, uh, get your mammograms and all of that. Um, I think I just saw something at the Keefe Center is the van is going to be over there. Just make an appointment so you can go over there. Um, because listen, breast cancer deaths twice as likely in women of color. And, and, and it, we have to have early detection. We have to have early detection. And I know people don't like, you know, when to put my breast in that thing. Listen, if it'll save your life, I'll put my whole head in there. I'm just <laughs> if it will save my life, I will put my whole head in that thing and let them press it. I don't care. I like living. I I don't want to die. Not yet. I don't know if I'll ever be ready to die, but I mean, if I die today, fine. I mean, fine. I've done enough in my life, but 
I don't want to die. Yes, just get good. So if it's just getting good to you, go get your breast examined. You know what I said yesterday? I need men to learn how to do these exams because these women out here, they might be a little nervous. So if you're already touching them, touch them in the way that you can look for the lumps. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. It's, this, is, this is serious business. And, uh, and if you're over, and you know, listen, if you're a black woman, don't wait till 40. Go get them damn breasts checked at 35. Start there. Don't wait till 40. Damn what they say. Trust your own instincts. Like, listen, I'm going to start this at 35. Now, if we, if, if, listen, I could go every other year until I'm 40 and then go every year when I'm 40. Because we're starting to see too many young women, too many young black women at 35 getting breast cancer. So men too, men are getting breast cancer too. So this is the month to be aware. So if you've got some time, go be aware. <laughs> you can't escape it. You know, there's, there's, there's support out there. I'm going to have somebody on at the end of the month to talk about what to look for. Uh, because listen, just because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month doesn't mean in November you don't check too. You got every month be checking. Yeah, breast every month. Your breasts are with you every month. Check them every month. Don't just check them in October. They're there in November too, in December, in January, in February, in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. These breasts are with you. Check them. Are we going to take a break? Not yet. Oh, I got about 10 minutes. I don't know why. You know what I'm thinking is 10.50 instead of 9.50. I want some good breakfast this morning. You know, Paul, I go to I go to um, Georgia's in West Haven. They have a good vegan menu, and you know it's a little pricey, um, but it is so worth it. I mean, they do vegan French toast, which is my favorite thing, and they do it with all the with the fruit and the da da da. And I've been hankering for that. With some, and they do a butternut hash. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. That butternut hash is so savory with a hint, because butternut squash has a hint of sweetness to it. So they do it, it it's so delicious. And then you get some scrambled eggs. And then because I'm vegan ish, I like a side of bacon. (laughs) Listen, I think about this all the time. It's like, you know what? I really should just go all pure vegan. But it's something about bacon. Let me tell you. You know, I, 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 I could give up all the other. I don't I don't eat a lot of meat as a rule. Um, every now and again, I'll have, you know, I'll, I'll eat some meat like I I like like when I go to Rawa, I like the chicken kebab. It's so good. Um, uh, when I'm at uh, when I'm downtown at uh, the, one of the places, they do a wonderful flank steak, you know, thinly sliced. I love it. You know, I don't like a big mountain of a steak. I don't, I don't care for that. You know, I'm like a filet mignon or a flank steak kind of girl. That's it. You know, it's just a taste of steak. I don't, I don't like a big mountain of 
you know, oh, I don't like a ranch on my plate. <laughs> That's just too much meat, you know. So I'm vegan-ish. Uh, um, and, and, you know, I, I like a good, I like a good flank steak when it's done well. And uh, the little restaurant downtown uh, does a good job. The one that sits next door to uh, Pacifico. Uh, what is the name of the damn restaurant? Bay, Back Bay. Back Bay. Back Bay. They do a good flank steak. Oh, oh I love it. I, you know, I, I love a good flank steak. And they've got some kind of potato dish. I'm very happy. <laughs> and um, Shell and Bones does a good brunch, too. I had a... Uh, I had a good brunch there with um, Andrew Gehring. It was a good brunch before we went to see um, uh, Jelly's Last Jam. That was pretty good. So, New Haven, we need we need a we need a bona fide we need a bona fide brunch restaurant that's vegan in its origins, right? I, see, this is why wealth would do me well, because I would just make things that I would want and then everybody else could just come. Like, you know, like I would make a restaurant, I'd be like, when I'm downtown, I need a, and I love Claire's, don't get me wrong, love Claire's, you know, but I, I want a fancy, fancy, fancy restaurant that serves majority vegan stuff. You know, I'd, I'd be willing to go, no, I would make it all vegan because I can't mess around. It's like I love um, uh, um, Ion in Middletown. I was tempted to drive up there yesterday. I was like, uh, let me see. Maybe Sunday. I don't, I don't know if I have any plans on Sunday. Maybe Sunday might be the day I drive up there for brunch. <laughs> I don't think I got anything going on. Well, I do. I have, I mean, after I have my, um, my writing, my writing partner, after, after we do our hour together, maybe I just jump up and drive up to, uh, uh, drive up to, uh, middle, middle town. So, uh, I don't know what, I don't know how busy they get on the weekends. You know, I might have to just stick to the weekend, to the week. You know, uh, I don't have any plans to well, let me double check. <laughs> oh, no, I gotta get my nails done today. I got to do that. So, yeah, let me see what's going on. I need to check some events. I know um, uh, Nick D. Maria um, is playing all over the place. Hey, the Yale Jazz, the undergrad, the Yale undergrad jazz collective is kicking off their season again. They're back. And and now they've invited people. Like now we all could go to the concerts because this last couple of semesters, the last semester, the last couple of years they haven't been playing. They've been playing online during the pandemic. And then last semester, when they all came back to school, um, it was only open up to Yale students and Yale faculty. But when I got my email this morning, anybody can come, and uh, and they are getting started. Let me tell you something. If you've not caught up to the Yale Jazz Collective, the undergrad. Uh, and I've, I've watched them grow. 
they swing. These kids swing and they raise their own money and they do all the things. And I just, I love it. We went the first two years, we found them and we've been going ever since. And it is just amazing. Um, the talent that they bring together, the talent of the kids, and they have a real love for this music. And they're so, they're so young and they have such a love for this music and they swing and it's free. Can you talk about a great date night? Oh my God. And it, it's not like hours. It's like, they, you know, they give it to you for about an hour, hour 10, hour 15. Um, and, and, and that's just enough, just enough music to get you feeling like, you know what? I had an experience. I love them. So they are starting back up again. I think their first um, concert is, and I know it's next week. I know it's coming up next week. I think it's early. Uh, Let me find it again. But I I really, uh, uh, I think it's the Yale undergrad um, jazz collective. Yes, there we go. Oh, wait, here we go. Yes. So they start, they're going to have um, Chase Elodia, the Chase, the Chase Elodia show and masterclass. I don't need the masterclass because I'm not a musician, but um, they're going to be at Sudler Hall and it starts at 730. When is this? Oh, boy. Uh, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Uh, they didn't put the date in here. <laughs> I know they, I registered though. Cause let me, let me go look and see what it says. Oh, it's Thursday, 730 to nine, 730 to nine, Sudla Hall, which is 100 Wall Street. And, uh, you can just park, walk in, um, They've got a, uh, yeah, Sutha Hall. They are such an amazing group. So the guest, the guest artist is Chase Elodia Quartet. And uh, he's a drummer. And uh, you might want to come and check it out. Particularly on a Thursday night, like, what are you doing? Getting ready for the weekend? What are you doing? Come, come and do it. I get out of class at 6.50. I'm going to head my butt right over there. If I'm not um, studying LSAT stuff. <laughs> I, I want to make it because I, 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 I enjoy them so much. So I'll make my way there. And uh, I'm going to put it on my radar because I really want to support them and watch them swing. So... That's my thing. All right, we got to, ooh, um, Nora, PSA, baby, call letters. You know, if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school, my five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective. 
and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. I want to dance all night, Monday morning, I'm sick of this job, no way. I'm already hoping for the hump day Wednesday night Calling my girls Making sure our plans are still tight Thursday brings us 
try to flip, didn't get tossed Super pearly whites, time to floss Got top billing, counted the cost Everybody knows that you're a go-getter Seven with a smile as you earned your cheddar Work real hard, and who could do better than you, Bob? Got through the week, I didn't even trip when we didn't speak Yeah, I'm JK, and I'm doing my thing When my dick says seven This is Ace Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM, WNHH. On his bait, you're gonna let a good catch get away. This song could be about how we first met, but how are you gonna reminisce when you haven't got over him yet? This song could be about what you're searching for. You're looking all over town, and I'm knocking on your front door. This could be this. Came to 
Yeah, come on. Sitting at the party, rocking back and forth, acting like you divorced. Your legs from the dance floor. Girls are saying they want more. Fellas to get on the floor. Then somebody screams. It's got to be J King on the scene. You know that I'm a party fiend. So I call the stages. Two Tigabana Versace, yes. No, I have to impress. Can't come with nothing less than on the Macusto. Catch from the battle, but they don't know just which way I flow. You might be right. Don't you know that my game is tight? Got you right in my sights. Let's believe all the hype. We're gonna rock tonight. Yo, can you beat me at a dance floor? You got too much. It's up to the dance floor. Got all these shorties and they all screaming more. Got so much that they wanna show you. Want you to think. on Babs Rolls Ivy. It is Friday in the Elm and the day is looking sunny and bright. So get out there because tomorrow's going to not be even 60 degrees. <laughs> Take the days while you can, baby. Take the days while you can. Oh, I love Fridays because I just feel so free. Like I do every single day on day. It's not like I work in the coal mines. And I don't punch a clock. So uh, I'm feeling pretty damn good. Uh, let's see. What is going on? This, let, me, let me find out what's happening in the Elm. Because I know there's stuff going on. And I know people want to know. And I, I had said I would make a point to keep people updated on like what is happening. Because people are like, how do you know to go to all these things? I never know anything. I never know. I never know. Saturday, if you're around, um, they're having a, a platinum all day black party, all a platinum all black day party um, at the Club Van Dome. I never go to those things because day parties is just day drinking, and uh, but I don't go. But you could go three to seven. It's like a like an early happy hour with like music. Um, Tuesday, uh, the re- reject regicides improv are uh getting it in on tuesday at nine o'clock if you have not seen them uh, they are funny they are so funny and if you need a lift on a tuesday because monday wore you out check them out tuesday october 11th nine o'clock i know it's a little late but go get your laugh on it's funny they're good it's very talented um next friday jazz returns to three sheets larry davis trio 
So that might be worth your time, six to nine. And then the food is good there. Although they stopped selling hot dogs. So just FYI, if you was going for the hot dogs, pick something else. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, oh, yes, of course. Elm City Lit Fest is Saturday, October 22nd, 11 o'clock at the Dixwell Q House. So, uh, so yeah. And the night market starts October 14th. And the Long Wharf Theater is having a, a goodbye Say goodbye to uh, the Long Wharf Theater, the terminal, and saying hello to our new administrative offices over in, in Audubon, across the hall from the Arts Council. So that weekend is a party weekend. So if you're around, pop in. Don't be strangers. Knock it out the park. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's a pretty good full weekend, you know. The fall is coming in, and uh, oh yeah, oh yes, art space open source. Oh, don't forget that if you want to see artists, and let me tell you, um, Lisa Dent has turned the art space open source around. Uh, before it was just like this mishmash of all kinds of artists, but now it's got a little bit more rhyme or reason to it. And uh, and if you want to see some good artists and 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 discover artists that you don't know who are in New Haven, you know, we go over to Rector Square, take a tour of their of their spaces, all of that. I mean, there's there's going to be art going on. Oh, Lord, all over the place. So the open source festival. uh, Let's see. Um, The common space uh, is a visual arts festival where in common spaces where uh, artists invite us into their studios or contemporary spaces to share their creative process and network with other art area, art, other area arts professionals. And, and sometimes they sell stuff, <laughs> you know, some, sometimes they do. So if you're, if you're, if you're uh, around, um, it kicks off. Okay. What is the dates on these? Jeez. Who put this together? Uh, they kick off. There's a kickoff at Bloom, which you know is my favorite space. And then there's a kickoff at East Rock at the East Rock Brewing Company. And then there's drop-in workshops in common spaces. And they, oh, everything is free. Everything is free 99. So uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff. They don't have any. I have any dates on this? Okay, let me see. Uh, October 21st through the 30th. Hello, neighbor. Flowers at Bloom. Westville. Hello, neighbor. Pop up at Lotta Studio. Uh, Afrocentric Expressions in New Hallville at the Learning Corridor. That's over there at the Farming, Farmington Canal. 224 Shelton Avenue, New Haven, corner of Hazel and Shelton. Uh, that's Doreen uh, Abubaka and Arizona Taylor. That's the 21st, the 25th, the 27th, 29th, 30th, from 10 to 6. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I'll make my way over there. Um, storytelling at Dixwell Q House through artistic medium. Uh, the Black Haven screening in the Hill at the Wilson Library. Uh, on Saturday, uh, the 29th. So there's there's some stuff going on. So if you go to their website, Artspace, 
artspacenewhaven.org, you get the lineup. And it's a really good lineup. So they've got open studios all over the place. And you can just walk around. And the Marlin Works in October, uh, October 22nd to the 23rd. That's 83 Willow Street. It's over there by, Hill, by a cross. The Eli Whitney Barn, which is further up Whitney Avenue, October 29th and the 30th from 10 to 5. The West River Arts in Westville, 909 Whaley Avenue, October 29th to the 30th. That's from 10 to 5. And a Rector Square, October, uh, October 22nd and the 23rd um, from 10 to 5. So there's so many opportunities for you to take in art. I would invite you to check out all the art. And there's all kinds of artists. I remember the first time I went to a Rector Square and, and uh, for open source. And I had no idea. I had no idea. I was so blown away. And every time you walk into some artist space, it is just the, the level of creativity that these people have just blows the mind. So I was like, you know, you just want to be in the mix. So, you know, find your way to, uh, to, to, to do that. And, oh, the Connecticut Black Expo is coming up too. Oh, I'm telling you, there's so much going on. Even I can't keep up. That's October 29th and the 30th. And uh, they're selling tickets now. So get yourself a ticket. Uh, they've got a whole bunch of interesting people coming to perform. Carl Thomas, SWV, Travis Green, Dave McClure. I mean, it's, it's going to be, you talk about a party with a purpose. So the Connecticut Black Expo is back. I remember when I was a kid, it was a big, big deal. And then it sort of went away and then it came back and it went away and came back and went away and came back. Now it's back. <laughs> it's going to be at the Floyd Little Athletic Center. So plenty of space, plenty of space, parking, plenty of space. So, and it's a weekend kind of thing. So exhilarating music, distinguished um, officials, impactful keynote speakers, exhibitions, exhibitors, panel discussions, uh, uh, Connecticut-based health and community organizations, a lot going on. We've got some good sponsors. Nobody called the inner city though, but that's all right. Cause we could have threw our little name on here too. And, and did a whole thing in the paper, <laughs> whatever. So it'll be fine. You know, I think people should go and, uh, and check it out. The tickets are, let me see. Anywhere between ten to twenty-five dollars, so it it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be something to do. So get get your <clears throat> get yourself out there uh, to that. Uh, you know, uh, it is also Hispanic Heritage Month from September fifteenth to October fifteenth. So um, take in some of the activities going on around that. So there's a lot going on, people. It's a lot. I don't want to hear anybody think, about, oh, there's nothing going on. There's nothing going on. That's not true. The city is on and popping. You just have to get in the mix. And the way that you get in the mix is just follow all the things. Artspacenewhaven.org, um, the blackexpo.com, the Connecticut blackexpo.com. Um, fi find all those things. Do a search and, uh, and be in the know. I'm excited for this, really. I really am. So I don't know how much of this I'm going to make. 
because I've got studies. <laughs> so I can't be in these streets like I used to. Uh, I got studies, uh, but I'm going to try to go to as much as I can. That makes sense because, you know, I don't like to miss all the fun either. Uh, I don't want to have to hide. I don't want to have to uh, miss some of the coolest stuff. Uh, so I, I'm going to try to get to the stuff that's early enough where uh, I could partake and take it in. That's that's my plan. <laughs> that's my plan. Um, hey, the uh, community Connecticut Communities Challenge Grant. Today's the deadline. I know y'all know about this. Deadlines are approaching. And, uh, and if you want to know about what that is, you get a grant, uh, 1 million to 10 million per project. So if you, if you're an organization or artist or whatever, you're working on some stuff, this might be the time for you to check this out. The deadline is today. Uh, but I want you to, to, to know that. So, um, the Connecticut Communities Challenge Grant from the Department of Economic and Community Development. I used to be on that board. Mm-hmm. It's undertaking a competitive grant application process to fund multiple projects under the Connecticut Communities Challenge Grant Program in an effort to improve livability, vibrancy, convenience, and appeal of communities throughout the state. So the program is intended to potentially create approximately 3,000 new jobs. It's DECD's goal to allocate up to $50,000, 50% of the funds to eligible and competitive projects in distressed communities. And you know that would be New Haven. So it's a lot of money, um, but we're coming up on the deadline. So, uh, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff. Yikes. Uh, anybody want to audition for the Heathers? The deadline is October 10th, uh, ages, uh, let's see, 12 to 19, October 14th, October 4th through the 10th. So if you're interested, in, interested, um, that might be the time. So if, you, if you're at the Arts Council website, newhavenarts.org, um, you, can, you can click on and find out all the resources that we have available. Um, the Connecticut Artist Fellowship Program. The application deadline is October 17th. Um, you could get an uh, artistic excellence grant, 5,000. Artist Fellowship Grant, 3,000. Emerging Recognition Grants, 1,000. So uh, they're having a, they had a virtual Zoom session on the 14th, but you can go and just get more information. Oh, don't forget, Sidewalk Chalk Artists. All you people that like chalk, y'all are babies. Now, if you're an artist, call for chalk artists artists of all levels. It's October 22nd over at the shops at Yale. Y'all know over there where the uh, um, um, Apple Store is and the Yale Barnes and Noble and, you know, all of that, uh, um, uh, the shops at Yale. So you might want to compete. You get they, they're giving out about two thousand dollars in gift cards, so the competition is open to the public. So make your way over to the New Haven Chalk Art Festival, October twenty second. So think about that and do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. You know, I want to see somebody make you know a picture of Barack Obama out of chalk. You know that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. So get get yourselves over there. And um, participate. 
Uh, don't forget the New Haven Promise. The deadline is uh, December 23rd. Y'all get that money, high schoolers. Get that money for college because I know you want to go. And then the Black Haven Film Festival, um, they're, you know, they're making a call out for films. Uh, February 1st is the deadline, 2023, so that they can have the 2023 Black Haven Film Festival. So there's a lot going on. I'm going to have some of these people on the show so they can come and talk about all the things, all the things. Oh, my God, I'm dizzy from all that activity. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in my seat. Imagine if when I'm out there running around trying to catch all the activities and the festivities. But that's what makes the city vibrant. That's what makes people want to live here. You know, that all these kinds of commitment to arts and arts expression really makes our city very much livable. And we have um, a talented Black artist community, talented um, in all mediums, all mediums, photographers and mixed media artists and fashion designers and hair designers and, you know, lifestyle people. It's, it's really a... It's really a, a wonderful opportunity um, uh, for people to sort of enjoy a city that is walkable and livable as this. Um, even with its ills, even with its housing housing troubles, and even with uh, the problems that we have, this is still a great little city. Still a great little city. Still a great little city. So. Uh, that's all I want to say. <laughs> uh, I wanted to. Uh, I know. I know some people are looking for studio space, and uh, I want to. I want to. Uh, oh, this is West Haven, Blech. but it might. It might come to that for people. I'm gonna send this to somebody I know. <laughs> they might. They might be. Uh, they might need some space. I know they need some space, and. Uh, and it seems we're having a a renaissance of artists taking up space in uh, in 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 our town. It used to be you could get artist space for cheap, 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 and uh, you could find stuff. But now it's been a little little bit challenging, I think, for artists to find space. At least that's what I'm hearing, you know, and um, and talking to people. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they what they're going to do, but uh, maybe they branch out, go out a little further. Um, there's always opportunity. So I'm I'm very excited by by uh, all the things, and I want New Haven to be home to artists. I I want our I want our our rich art community to grow and expand and become more inclusive and add more voices. Um, and it's looking like that's what's happening. I'm very excited by that. Um, Markeisha posted up another mural that uh, popped up on her, on her because Mar- Markeisha walks the city like a boss and, uh, and she discovers all these murals and she posted up one yesterday. And for the life of me, I don't know where that is, um, but it's got to be somewhere downtown. It's like, it's got to be in the vicinity of downtown, like maybe coming up over George or uh, somewhere that way. I don't know. I I should ask so I could find out, but it's a giant 
Muro. I think it's I think it's called I Love New Haven or something like that. But it's huge. And uh, I'm like, whoa, love it. I love it. So, and I love that these artists are taking over these spaces under bridges, tunnels, um, buildings. Um, and it's so vibrant, so vibrant and uh, so engaging. And, you know, you just, you're just like, wow, the depth and the breadth of some of these murals, you know, it's just, uh, it's just so cool. Just very, very cool. So. High five to the mural community. <laughs> High five to the yeah. This one, this one, Marquisha posted up says, "Love you, New Haven," and uh, and it's just so cool and bright and vibrant. Like it's just rich with color. So get out there. I know it's fall is here, but get out there and see what you can see. See what you can see. Uh, while the weather is still good you know this is good walking weather you know throw on a little jacket not today today's gonna be hot but tomorrow we go back to (laughs) we go back to we go back to the 60 degree weather that gets us ready for the 50 degree 40 30 20 to 20 degree weather yikes yikes then we'll see i'm just saying it's just, uh, it's a wonderful time. So, uh, and I've been meaning to get, you know, I, I've been meaning to get to the to the farmer's market on Dixwell Avenue because I just like the idea of a farmer's market right there at the Q House. I love that. But Wednesdays come and go. And I'm like, damn it, I missed it. And then, and then I never go to the farmer's market like over there in Edgewood, which would be the closest to me beyond um, Dixwell. Uh, and I never get over to Worcester, uh, but I thought now, um, you know, now that I have a hankering for f- more fruits and vegetables and I don't want to go in the grocery store, I have to, I have to make my way to the farmer's market. And, uh, and I hate that I missed it on Wednesday, but I'll make my way there next week. I'll put it on my calendar. I think if I put it on my calendar and it beeps at me, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get to the farmer's market. So when I scroll uh, because I just want to support the farmer's market, you know, fresh, fresh vegetables and, and the like. And I, you know, I do very little grocery shopping because I, I do very little cooking at home. Uh, and, and I wish I could say I was going to change that, but I won't. Because by the time I get home some days, it's a drag, you know, and all I want to do is just like, you know, chill. <laughs> and please, I know I could cook. I could cook during the weekends, whatever. I, I, I was about to soak some beans last night because I felt like a chill. But I think what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna soak my beans tonight, put them in the slow cooker before I leave for uh, LSAT prep, and uh, and let them cook all day. And then now I'll have um, like lentils or something for uh, for dinner tomorrow. I grab some um, artisanal bread and. I've got some sweet potatoes I'll probably throw in the oven. And, and that'll be a good meal right there. That'll be good for, if not tomorrow night, then definitely for Sunday. That might work for Sunday. Because I'm, I'm really trying to keep Sunday as my Sabbath. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to have a day where I don't plan to be anywhere, but, you know, 
at, at the house. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, we'll see how this goes. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. And catch up on some reading. Because, you know, the moment that I start to feel like I'm getting behind, I know that I'm behind. <laughs> I know that I'm behind. Oh, I still want to... Uh, I still want to uh, send, send prayers to the people in Florida. I know they are trying to, I mean, the parts of Florida are still open because I have friends who went to a wedding and pictures looked amazing. And I have friends who were in other parts of Florida and they were in vacation. It was fine. But, but for the majority part of Florida, though, they're, they're struggling. And, and so I just want to hold people in prayer um, as they try to recover from that foolishness. I told somebody, no, I'm not going to watch the Dahmer um, miniseries. I'm just not going to do it because yeah. I, I, I was alive. I was very much alive during that time. And, uh, and I remember that moment, 17 people, 17 black men killed. Uh, you know, he was a cannibal and he chopped them up. And But he was ultimately killed in prison. And uh Uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't like to watch those kinds of things. I mean, I don't, I don't need to watch them. And I, and I stand with the, with the, with the family of the victims, you know, just, they just felt they were blindsided by this and, and it just re-traumatizes people. And, uh, and I, and I, I get stories have to be told and stories should be told, but, you know, at the same time, we get to say, no, we don't like that story. I believe in the right to tell stories. Don't get me wrong. But I also believe in the right that we're like, no, we don't like that story. But it's one of the highest watched shows on Netflix. And that tells you that, you know, this country has an appetite for the gory. And maybe people just want to understand it. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe really people want to like, I just want to understand it. Because at the time that it came out, we didn't have the same, we didn't have social media the way that we have now. Because if we had social media the way we have now, then um, seeing it as a movie probably would be uh, a waste of your time because you would get all the information in real time and you'd be like following along. Um, so, but no, I'm I'm not I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. You know that stuff is dangerous and you know heartbreaking and just nasty. Just you know killing and eating people. Oh. And black people to boot, like I just, I just don't, I don't get it. And uh, and if, and if I'm and I I changed my name too. His brother changed his name, and I don't blame him. I'd have changed my name too. I wouldn't, because your whole life, and that's not a common name, right? Like that's not a name that, you know, something like Johnson. I mean, Dahmer is a is a very distinct name, and you know, if you have to be always asked, are you related to them? You could lie and say no, but you know, there'll be some asshole who'll figure it out and like, oh yes, you are, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you just change I would just change my name too. I would get right out of the D's. <laughs> I'd give myself a common name like Smith. <laughs> I wouldn't even play around. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even play around. I just would I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame them. So, uh, oh, there's some stuff going on in po- possible features tomorrow, too. Um, craft and possibility. Oh, Jerry Craft. 
I've not seen Jerry Craft in a long time. For years and years and years, we carried his um, um, comics, uh, his illustrations at the inner city, like clockwork. We did it every year for like years and years and years and years. And he would send them to send them to send, send them to us. I would love to see him. So when he retired, I was so heartbroken because I loved his cartoons. I loved them. So anyway, he's he's in town um, tomorrow. Craft and Possibility, an open house for teachers, readers, writers, and the young people we love. So uh, that'd be fun. So it's, oh, he's leaving Connecticut. Where's he going? Well, you know, everybody's got to come and go as they please. Um, so yeah, so it's tomorrow, uh, three to five, and uh, possible futures is at three eighteen Edgewood Avenue in New Haven, right there on the corner of uh, Edgewood and Hotchkiss. So yeah, where's where's Jerry? Craig? Oh, he's moving to Florida. Is there anything? Is is he sure he's moving to Florida? Because <laughs> we're, we're in Florida. Because right now Florida's a little challenged. <laughs> you might want to wait a minute. So anyway, if you don't know Jerry Craft and you want to know Jerry Craft, stop by uh, Possible Futures on Saturday at uh, from three to three to eight. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. You'll you'll enjoy him. He's a lovely, lovely man. I haven't seen him in many, many years, and uh, he'll be there from three to five. Now I don't know if I'll be over there on Saturday afternoon. I don't know where I'll be, um, but most likely. <laughs> Most likely, although I, I really have to buckle down and get these summer clothes put away and get these fall clothes pulled out. And if I have to do some washing of things and freshening up of things, that that's what I want to do for Saturday and Sunday so that I am not ready. And I, and I got to find my shoes so I can put my sandals away. <laughs> so so that uh, so I'm not piecemealing myself to death. Happy birthday to my Sora, Marsha uh, uh, Harrison. Um, she's having a little get together tonight at, uh, uh, I mean, yes, tonight at uh, Il Gabiano um, at 7.30. They're, they're taking a little uh, Thimble Island cruise this afternoon, which I can't make. And they're they're getting together tonight at Il Gabiano at 7.30. No, I, I'm not going. Because I know if I get over there with them deltas and get to drink it, I got to get up in the morning and get ready for this LSAT. So I have already said I am not going because I can't. <laughs> I have to be serious about this. And no, I can't even pretend I'm like, oh, I'll go have one drink and then I'll run out. One drink will turn into three. And before I know it, you know, it's, it's, it's midnight. You know, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I can't. I cannot do it. I won't do it. So, so I wished her happy birthday. Wished her happy birthday. And we'll catch her on the other side um, because I have to be in tip-top shape. I ought to be optimum for tomorrow. I need to be wide awake, not sluggish, and not, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, I need to be all the things. So I will, uh, I won't be there. But I'll be wishing her a happy birthday. And I did this morning. And then I did on her Facebook page. So, uh, yeah. I know everybody's talking about Kanye. I know. I know. I'm not talking about Kanye. Kanye Kanye is in slave catcher mode. Him and that ridiculous Candace. What is her name? Owens? 
I just, I can't listen to Kanye. And, you know, all the people were like, oh, that brother's speaking knowledge. I just look at them like, if y'all don't get somewhere to sit your asses down, I just, Kanye crazy. And y'all bought them ugly sneakers. Shame on y'all. <laughs> you know, a fool and his money is soon parted. So <laughs> he's not going to get not near one dime. I can't with Kanye and that all, all all white lives matter mess. Okay. And the, that ridiculous clothing line that he has, you know, I guess he might be, he might be prolific. We're going to need clothes for the apocalypse and, uh, and it'll be somebody who want designer shreds. <laughs> oh. He might, you know, might be somebody who wants designer rags. And I mean, and I do mean rags. You know. Um, so I'm all right with that. I'm not, you're not getting any of my money. And I and I'm not giving it any more conversation. So that's that. So I hope y'all have a good weekend. There's a lot to do in the city. Check the sites, uh, go by, see stuff. Pop in where you can, take a walk downtown, take a walk in the neighborhoods. You know, there's always bodegas and stuff. Um, Tegan Ingo is very good at finding all the great bodegas and stuff to shop at and for all the treats. Um, so so use, use your tomorrow wisely. <laughs> While the weather is beautiful today and then tomorrow, I think it all changes. So it gets a little chilly. So y'all be good in these streets. Nora, thank you so much for riding this week. You did a beautiful job. I know you didn't want to come on air at all, but thank you for holding it down. Uh, Harry will be back on Monday. (laughs) We'll be back to mayhem and shenanigans. So I hope everybody's well. Uh, Be good. Be safe. I hope I see you all out there. Thank you for all the love and the support. Enjoy your weekend and uh, behave yourselves. Play us out, Nora. We we out. We're we gonna get back two minutes to the show. Oh.